Yes, people, it is Wednesday's edition of Chin Check. And today, people, we take a look at Saturday's big event. Right? It's it's, it's a different kind of event, you feel. Especially coming off UFC 258. And what a great one that was. This is more of a a look at some of the up-and-comers. Right? More of the, the new crop of fighters in the promotion. But it is anchored by a heavyweight clash. Curtis Blades against Derek Lewis. So um, we're going to break down those fights. Technically right now it's a big card too. So people sit back and let's try and work out what's going to go on. Alright? Okay, so UFC on ESPN Plus. 43 it's a big card right as of right now it's 15 fights 15 fights five on the main and 10 on the prelims yeah it's a big one it is a big one not quite sure who's going to be the announced team but the night will kick off with a heavyweight clash and um yeah, I think out of all the fights, it looks like we have four heavyweight fights on this card. Yeah. Some um, pretty impressive, you know, four heavyweights. And it, we start with uh, Jared van der Eera against Sergey Spivak. So, van der Eera, you know, he won his contract on the ultimate. On the um, Dana White's Contender Series. I was going to say the Ultimate Fighter, but no. This is a Contender Series. And he called out Spivak after his win. You know, which is... Um, yeah, it was a fight. And you're like, oh, okay. Alright. And Dana made the fight. Now, it's been rescheduled a couple of times. But... Yeah, I'm kind of glad they kept this one together. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Right, so the mounting, he's eleven and four. He's coming off a two-win, um, you know, fight streak. That was Harry Hunsaker. You know, he beat him in the first round to win that contract. And before that, at Smash Global 9, he beat Tony Lopez. Right, so that one was um decision. So, when you look at the record, yeah, it's been, a, you know, a good few uh, TKOs here. Right, good few TKOs. We do have a couple of submissions. One in his very first pro fight. And the other one a few in. You know? So, yeah. Two submissions. I I don't... I mean, from what I remember seeing on the contender, like he didn't necessarily jump out as a, a huge threat on the ground. 
right? But uh, yeah, it's always useful to have those skills, you know what I mean? But he is going up against a polar bear who is 11 and 2, and he's coming off a win, right? So that was against Carlos Felipe. Um, and it was July last year. Uh, so, yes, that's interesting. Now, he's um, like he's clearly fought against the tougher composition, competition even, right? So, even though he lost to Walt Harris and Marcin Tabora, right? He now has those looks. Yeah, he would have trained for him. And he gets that understanding. He did beat Tai Tuivasa. Right? So, um, yeah, all, yeah, all good names to have gone and tussled with. So, it, it does make you wonder. Right? Now, Spivak, he's got both um, submission wins and TKO ones. So, yeah, not necessarily a person you want to mess with, right? And I think with that experience, right, with the TKO and submissions, it does give Spivak the edge, you know? So I am going for the polar bear to um, get the win here. So from there we drop down to the bantamweight division Where we have Eamon Shabazian uh, Against Draco Rodriguez Alright so um, Yes Now Shabazi Shabazi mm, Yeah Shababi Sahabi Zahabi Yes That's it God damn Like You know is there's some some of these names that you know, but it's just remembering that pronunciation, right? So he is seven and two, seven and two, right? Which yeah, I don't think it's how um yeah everyone would would have expected his um yeah his time in the UFC to go. So he won his debut but then lost the next two. And the crazy thing was like he was winning. You know, he was winning against uh Ricardo Ramos. Right? But then just got caught. Just got caught. And in that Morales fight I don't know, I feel that, I can't quite remember, but I feel it was, yeah, a close situation that he could have won, you know, but, um, yeah, two losses, so, yeah, you, you kind of feel he definitely wants to um get this one, but it does seem that he's been, um had some injury problems, right, because he made his debut February 2017, Fought one more time in 17, not at all in 2018, and then just one fight in 2019. So he did have something scheduled for um, the end of last year, but that got cancelled. But it then got rescheduled to now, right? So, uh, yeah, there's a thing. So we we know that he's that he's got TKOs, he's got submissions. We know he is well versed right 
well versed. He fights out of Tristar. So he, he you know, good camp. He gets some good looks. He had good training partners, all of that. But he um he though he goes up against uh Drakkar, um how do you say Rodriguez, you know, the great Dracolini. It is uh, it's not the best of nicknames, ain't gonna lie. But he is seven and one, right? Seven and one and on a free fight win streak. Right? So yeah, it's not doing badly. Now, he's um this will be his UFC debut. He made he, he got his contract even on last year's contender series. With a triangle choke of Amana Martinez. Yes. And that was a first round one as well. So, um, yeah, he, he is versed with uh, jiu-jitsu. He does have um, a few uh, submission wins. He's also got a couple of um, TKOs. Right? couple of TKOs. So, yeah. I think this will be a tough, a very tough clash. Um, uh, I mean, you'd probably say Shabazz, hmm, Zahabi, right? He's faced a tougher opposition. I think he, he comes from a very good camp, right? Very good camp and all of that. So I'm 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 probably gonna give Zahabi the uh the nod in this one. Right? It does look like they're evenly matched. You know? It does look like they're evenly matched. And yeah, again, I I'd give Zahabi Zahabi even. I give him the you know, the benefit of the doubt because of Yeah, those, those, those um you know those rounds with the likes of, uh, you know, GSP, right, Wonder Boy, you know, those sort of fighters, right, um, Arnold Allen, hey, so there's a lot of good people he can um, train with, right, so he, even though the losses, and I said, look, they, they haven't been, you know, hasn't been dominated, so, uh, yeah, we will see. So, from there, people, we, uh, you know, we jump down. Well, I mean, or should I say jump up to the featherweight division, right? We've got Chaz Kelly or Skelly. Chaz, oh, I don't know what's up with my pronunciation, right? We've got Chaz Skelly against Jamal Emmers. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Yeah, this has fun written all over it, people. Definitely got that. And, um, yeah, pretty boy. He is 18 and 5, coming off a win in the last fight, right? Which was against Vince Shakiro. Um, Happened mid last year was uh, you know was a decision, and his fight before that was a split decision loss at short notice to uh, Giga Kadesi, you know, 
Um, he looked very good in his last fight, right? He was putting it all together extremely well. Looks very slick. So, uh, yeah, I like. I, I definitely have the impression that he possibly could be meeting her uh, Chigazi soonish. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if um if that happened. Right, and Emma's he's got TKO wins, he's got um just like a couple submissions, but uh yeah, T uh quite a few TKOs, right? And a few fights that have gone to decision. Okay, so um yes, there is that. And he's going up against a scrapper. Right, who is 18-3 with one no contest also coming off a win in that last fight. Right, so yeah, his win was against Jar- Jordan Griffin, and that was September 2019. So he has been out for a couple of years, okay, just over two years. Right, and looking at the deets. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got submissions. Right, um, some earlier TKOs. Right, that seems to be the the remit here, and I will probably. Hmm, I think I'll probably go with Emma's for the win. Right, but. Uh, yeah, I it is it's gonna be an interesting confrontation. Right, so we now have the first of our female clashes on this card. It is a flyweight bout between Shayna Dobson and Casey O'Neill. Right, so O'Neill is oh she's making her uh, UFC debut. You know, goes by King, and uh, she is 5-0 in her pro career, but on a 10-fight win streak. Yeah. Now, the uh, interesting thing is she lost her first two fights. Lost her first two amateur fights, but then seems to put it all together and hasn't looked back. Hasn't looked back. Right, and, and especially when you think the first two losses were also TKOs, right? Which is, um, yeah, I think that that shows a lot. You took two TKOs, but still came back for more, and now you haven't lost anything. So that's pretty impressive, right? So, um, yeah, she's got, uh, she's got a few submissions. And a couple of stoppages. Everything else is, uh, you know, decision, right? Um, hmm. Now she is going up against, uh, yeah, Danger Dobson, right? Who is four and four. Uh, a win in her last fight, which was a man a comeback from behind. And pretty huge victory over like uh, Maria Agapova, 
who everyone thought was going to win that fight. And she looked like she was going to win that fight. But she gassed herself. Came out way too hard. Gassed herself. And, um, yeah. Was, uh, was on the, um, you know, bad end of a decision. Well, no, a stoppage. You know, Dobson stopped her in the second. Right? Which is, uh, very impressive. Now, Dobson coming into this fight, so that win over Agapopa, it snapped a oh, free fight losing streak, which was definitely needed. You know what I mean? Definitely needed. And, you know, even though she was coming off, you know, those losses, she has fought some good opposition, like Sabina Mazzo, Priscilla Cachereira, um, Lauren Murphy, Roxanne Modafferi, right, so there are some very, very good fighters, lost to Nico Montana, outside the UFC, so yeah, there, there is all of that, um, this is tough. I mean, I will probably say, right, O'Neill, because of Dobson's experience. She has a, a gang of experience, being in there with some very tough opposition. And, you know, although O'Neill is on a 10 fight win streak, technically, hasn't come a color. Hasn't come up against the same level, right? So, this is gonna be a uh, yeah different animal, right? It, it it's a different um puzzle in front of her. So yeah, that's what we're gonna say, people. That's what we're gonna say, right now. Okay, so we then go to the featherweight division, and we've got Rafael Alves against Pat Sabanti. Yes. All right, so now Sabanti is thirteen and three, coming off a two-fight win streak. All right, so uh, yeah, this will be his UFC debut. UFC debut now. His previous fight was against a just Je- hmm. Jesse Sim, Jesse Stin, even that was December last year, and he beat Gabriel Taylor's, um, yeah, Gabriel. Uh, uh wait, what am I saying? Jesse Stin, mm, I've. Completely, completely just lost my, my, uh, oh, god damn it, my thoughts, lost my thoughts, right, so, anyway, (laughs) Sabini, yes, he he won his last two fights outside the UFC, right, Jesse Sturm, so that fight took place in December 2020, and before that, in September last year, he also beat uh, Jordan Titoni, right, both stoppages, uh, Stern was a submission, Tony a knockout, right, so, uh, yeah, you kind of feel that will uh, 
hold him down. Now, he, uh, um, oh, good, I'm, oh, man, so, Sabini, <laughs> he's, um, yeah, good on the ground, he has a gang of submissions, all different, like, rear naked does seem like it's his fave, but he's also got a heel hook, uh, rear naked choke, wait, no, that's, uh, yeah, that's what I was just saying, um, any opens, um, I think that's kind of it, I think that's kind of it, does have a, you know, a few, um, TKOs, right, so, an interesting situation, now, as I said, look, he's going up against the turn, hmm, so he's 19 and 9, Currently on a five-fight win streak. So that was... Um, he beat Algiro Flores in last year's Contender Series to get his contract to the UFC. And uh, that came via a guillotine. Yeah, so in the you know fight before that, that was um, April 2019. So, hey, that um, contender series fight went two rounds, right? Well, one and a half rounds. Um, but that's, uh, you know, that's not too bad, right? And he fared well, got the submission. So, uh, yeah, probably not a gang of ring rust. But he also, um, yeah, he's versed on the ground, right? Versed on the ground. And has mm, one stoppage, one stoppage, right? Uh, I mean, he's got a gang of experience, right? Definitely a lot more than um, Sabati, Sabon, Sabinity, however you pronounce his name. Jeez. But, I don't know, I, I kind of feel that Sabinity is probably the more verse on the ground. And I think he's got more TKOs. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with um, Sabinity, right? Yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. Yeah, so, um, I mean, it's in, always intriguing when you have fighters, you know, that... And making their debut or just a one one two fights in the UFC because it could go either way. Right, it could go either way. You're never quite sure. But we uh then move things on, people. Move things on, right? So we have a do 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 another featherweight clash. So this is Julian Arosa against Nate Landois. Hmm. All right. So um, the train. So we had to turn, and now we've got the train. Right. He's fourteen and three, and he's coming off a win in his last fight. Right. And that was against Darren Elkins. Oh man, yeah, that was a. Whew, that was a bloody affair. I 
think if I remember correctly, Elkins, I think he had a, he won that first round, but then, yeah, Landwehr just put it together and came storming back. So his UFC debut was January last year, um, but he he came off a, a, a loss to Herbert Burns, but yeah, roared back in win against Elkins. So I imagine that he's going to, um, yeah, uh, be be, be uh, very disciplined here. Be very disciplined. You know, know what he wants. Now he's got those UFC jitters out the way, right? So uh, outside the UFC, he, uh, yeah, he's got some TKOs, right? Got some TKOs. Has um yeah no submissions just TKOs right used to fight out of M one challenge and um he's going up against do 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 Julian wait her I think I've yeah Julian Arosa for me I was like wait. Is he going up against Arosa? Yeah, he's Juicy J, right? Who's 24 and 8. 24 and 8, that's a lot of fights. Coming off a couple of wins, right? Which was um, Sean Woodson grabbed a dash choke over him. That was in June last year. And before that, it was a win over AJ Bryant in February. Right, so that was um, before this current run in the UFC because he did actually um, have some fights, right? He uh, got into, um, yeah, the UFC via the 2018 Contender Series where he actually beat Jamal Emmers, right? And... um, Came to UFC, lost to Devontae Smith, Grant Dawson, and Julian Arosa. But, yeah, you know, they were like, go away, um, compose yourself, right? And he did beat AJ Bryant by choke. And, um, what? I just completely um, lost my train of thought again. Has some TKOs, right? Has some triangles. So, uh, yeah, it's a kind of a a happy medium. But, yeah, outside UFC, 1-1, and now he's back, right? Beat Woodson, and now he's got a Landoir. And, you know, I think... Yeah, you know, I will say I'd say a Rosa. He's probably got just definitely got more experience than Landois. Got more experience, and I think he's coming with slightly more tools, right? So I'm gonna say that a Rosa gets the win, right? So from there, we jump down to the bantamweight division. And we have Eddie Wineland against John Castaneda. 
Okay, so Casanita, otherwise known as Sexy Mexi, is 17 and 5. He's coming off a loss in his last fight, which was Nathaniel Wood, right? And, um, yeah, Wood is definitely a legit. So, um, nothing to, um, yeah, nothing to be upset about. Well, I mean, you can be upset, but you are going up against a top contender. So, uh, yeah, you know. And, it, you know, he went to a decision. I feel that it was a short-notice fight. All right, I might be wrong, but if I remember correctly, it was a short-notice fight, right? So, um... He was fighting in the combate before that, right? And, um, you know, before he uh, fought Wood, right? He hadn't fought since April 2019. So, yeah, you know, coming to the UFC, right? Going to fight Ireland and getting a, a decision. That, that's not a bad situation for him. Uh, so, um, yeah, his last win, he he won via a, a triangle, right? And, yeah, he's got a, a few submission wins. He's also got a few TKOs, right? He's um, He has been on the Contender Series. He got a win in 2017. Um, it, it was a decision. But, yeah, in those early days... Contracts, you know, contracts were, yeah, it, it was a little harder, it was a little harder, right? Um, now, he is going up against um, Eddie Wineland, right? He's 24, 14 and 1. Coming off a loss in his last fight, which was that Sean O'Malley one. Um, yeah, which was, whew, was tough. Was definitely a tough loss. Um, hmm. I mean, Eddie Wyland, right? Got a gang, a gang of experience. I'm gonna say that Wyland gets to win here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel Wyland will uh, get the win. Yeah. Um. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he retired afterwards as well. But, I don't know, who knows. I don't think we've heard him talk about retirement. But, yeah, he, he's fought for a long-ass time. WEC, UFC, right? And, yeah, he, he, you know, he, he, he's getting on. He's getting on. He's taken a lot of damage, right? So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But then again... Right, if he gets a very good victory, then you know he is a vet, right? So uh, I, you know, he he possibly could stick around because you know even with his long ass career, he is still only thirty six. Okay, so um, nothing crazy on that side of things, really, if you think about it. Right, so we then go with. Drakkar close against Luis Pena, and that's a lightweight clash. Alright, so we are so, yeah, drawing to the close on the prelims. Now, Violent Bob Ross, he is 8-3, and three, coming off a loss in his last fight. 
which was, I mean, it was against Kamara Worthy. You know, and Worthy pulled off a guillotine in that third round. He were, I mean, it was a decent win. It was a very good win from Worthy. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's been a bit up and down for Pena after, um, you know, coming off the Ultimate Fighter, right, and uh, winning the Ultimate Fighter, right? Uh, you know, he beat Richie Smullen. Richie Smullen, and it was a very, uh, pretty one-sided fight, you know? He, 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 he got a guillotine in the first round, pretty much controlled it. Uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been a little up and down for him. A little up and down, he, he has changed camps. So, yeah, I don't know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Because, yeah, I think he, hmm, I think he changed camps on his last fight. So, you know, now he's had a uh, a second training camp with them. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he does, right? Yeah, I, I mean, he is going up against Jakar close, though, right? Uh, close, Ooh. Close is a beast, right? He's 11-2-1. and one. Also coming off a loss in his last fight, which was that just crazy, crazy war with Benial Dariush. Um, so, before that, though, you know, he'd, he'd won three fights back-to-back. You know, he was doing pretty well, right? So, um... Yeah, I mean, only a couple of losses, right? So, Benal Dayush and David Taymor. So, yeah, it's an interesting one, right? And and we know Close does have power. He has does have power. He's surprising he hasn't got more knockouts, right? But um, I think Close is going to win this fight. Right, and I think it's just that power, just that power, and he is like, he's a stocky motherfucker, you know. So I, I, I think you know, Pen, Penner, he, he's very, um, he's got a lanky frame, right? So he might get bullied a little bit up in the clinch and all of that. But, I don't know, it is interesting, but, yeah, I just have a close, probably going to get the win. Um, So, then we've got a featherweight clash. We've got Gerard Gordon against Danny Chavez. Okay, so, uh, the Cuban, sorry, the Colombian warrior is 11-3 on a four-fight win streak. Right, the um the last one being his UFC debut, which was against TJ Brown, and that was August last year at UFC two fifty two, Milchic v Cormier three. Right, that was a decision, but he's um three fights before that all stoppages, all stoppages, yeah, whew. And different types as well. You know, so, uh, interesting. Right? Um, Yeah, I don't know. He's gone to a decision a good few times. But that means 
Yeah, he can stick in there. He can grind out those wins. And he's going up against old Jared Flash Gordon, who's 16-4, and four, coming off a win in his last fight, which was against Chris Fishgold. Right, that was in uh, July last year. I believe that was a fight island fight. Um, so he's yeah, he's been around for a little while. Been around for a little while. Made his UFC debut in June twenty seventeen. Um, came with a couple of wins. Had a couple of losses. Won one, lost one. He was Charles Oliveira. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there is that. Um, now, he's got a, yeah, a, a good few TKOs. Right? Good few TKOs. He did get a submission. All right, so he's had a couple of submissions. Okay. Right, right. And, yeah, I don't know. Right, so, oh man, I think, I think Gordon probably takes this one. Yeah, you know, he he's just got a, a gang lot more experience, really. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, but we've finally got to the final of the prelims, man. Ten goddamn fights. That's a lot. It's a lot, people. But this is our second heavyweight clash of the night. We've got Andre Olovsky against Tom Aspinall. Oh, this is definitely old school versus new, right? So Aspinall, he's nine and two on a five-fight win streak. Fighting out of Team Kaboon in Liverpool. Hmm. I, I feel Darren Teal fights out of that team. Alright. So, um, yeah. He's had two fights in the UFC. Both knockouts in the first round. Right. Pretty impressive. I made his debut on Fight Island with a win over Jake Collier. Then he fought against in October and got some ground and pound on Alan Badot. Right? He was a uh, a Cage Warriors um he was a Cage Warriors champion. Right, so uh, yeah. I don't know, very impressive. Right? Ha- does have a his submission very early in the career, but you know, a good few TKOs. And he's going up against a pit bull who is, oh, god damn, 30, 19, and 2. God damn. Right? Um, now, Oliski, he's coming off a two fight win streak. Those were against Tanabosia, which was a decision, and Phil Linz, which was a decision. So, Bosia was November last year, and Linz was May. And listen, former UFC champion, right? Being in there with who's who, frankly. Uh, he's a very good fighter who's, uh, yeah, you know, he's adapted his style, right? Changed the style from um, the marauder he used to be. I kind of feel, though, right? Aspinall being that new dude, that. 
very impressive, put it all together, take people out, dude. And um, I, I think he's, I feel he's just got the edge. I feel he's got the edge, that speed, that hunger. I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Aspinall, right? Going to say Aspinall. But I don't know. Oloski is a legend. He's a legend, and yeah, I I don't think I'd ever be surprised that when he pulls out a win. But yeah, I I, I think Saturday night is gonna be Aspinall's. You know, he's big, big call out. You know, he, he he's uh yeah, he's highlight win so far, but uh. We will see, people. We will see. But definitely a fun fight to lead us into that main card. Okay, so the main card starts off with our sole middleweight clash of the evening. We've got Nasodin Imovov against Phil Hawes. Right? Which is definitely an intriguing clash. Right, they're both nine and two. Right, both nine and two. Um, the Russian sniper, you know, he's on a six-fight win streak, which is uh, pretty impressive. He made his UFC debut October last year, and it was a win over Jordan Williams. Right, um, it went to a decision, but every, well, I mean, not quite everything, but. A good chunk of his fights outside finishes. All finishes. Now, uh, a good slew, even, of um, submissions, right? With uh, a couple of TKOs thrown in, right? So he's got rear naked chokes, like Brabo choke. Don't even know what a Brabo choke is, right? Um... Yeah, key lock. You know, so a, a few different types of sub. Right, and um, yeah, he's he's going up against a Megatron. Ooh, who's on a five fight streak. Right, so yeah, they are very, very evenly matched in that regard. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. Let's take a look. So, Hawes' last win. Well, and it was his last fight, even. Um, so, that also was October. But he fought um, UFC 254, Khabib Gaethje. Right? And uh, so, that was Fight Island. And it was a win over Jacob Mulcorn. Right? So, uh yeah. yeah, yeah, so just like a couple of weeks after, um, a couple of weeks after, um, bloody, uh, Imovov had fought, right, uh, and that was his UFC debut, so he, you know, won his contract on uh, last year's Contender Series, and you have to say, it was pretty impressive, because he got the contract in, uh, September, the 8th of September, and made his debut on the 24th of October, so, uh, yeah, you know, impressive, right, both stoppages, um, 
yeah, I mean, a, a big chunk of his, of again, of his fights have been stoppages, right? So he uh, he'd tried the Ultimate Fighter, that didn't work. Season twenty three, he then, you know, went to the Contender Series in twenty seventeen. How he lost there to Julian Marquez, actually, right? Um, but was successful the next time. So yeah, you know, Hawes has got that determination, right? Got that determination. Fought at Bellator, World Series of Fighting. You know, he, he he's got that uh, got that experience, got that determination. He does have. Um, yeah, he does have a submission as well. Ah, oh, I mean, it is, it is very, it's a very well put together fight. You know, I mean, they're very evenly matched. Imovov does have a three inch reach, right? Does have a three inch reach? No, he's actually doesn't. No, he is taller. He's three inches taller, but Hawes has a, um, Hawes has a, about, oh gosh, what would that be? I think a, a two inch reach advantage? Yeah, two inch reach advantage. So, I I think Hawes is going to get the win, right? He's got wrestling, um... And I, I think that might be the, the, the what do you call it, the um, icebreaker, yes, yeah, I, I think the wrestling might be an icebreaker here, so, um, and then also just that perseverance, you know, trying Ultimate Fighter, the Contender Series, and then doing it again, yeah, that's a lot, right, that is a lot, so yeah, I'm going to go with Hawes, to uh, do his thing, so we then uh, jump our third heavyweight fight on the card. We got Alexi Olenek against Chris Dukas, Ooh, which is another of those old school and new school situations, right? So Dukas, he's ten and three, currently on a three fight win streak. Yeah, so um, yeah. He's got, like Aspinall, two fights in the UFC, two knockouts, both in that first round as well. So he's, you know, he made his debut against Parker Porter. That was UFC 252. Mojic v. Cormier 3. And um, then he beat Rodrigo Nascimento, right? And that was October last year. Now, I, I think the, the big thing that's always, like, very, you know, pretty impressive, Dorcas is one of those light, light heavyweights. You know, you kind of think, I, I wonder if he, uh, you know, really hit that cardio and if he could actually make 205. I don't know. Because he, he, you know, weighed in at 227. But, so, Olenek isn't a big heavyweight, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that is, 
you know, that, that, that kind of sets them in that interesting situation. But, yeah, the boa constrictor, I, it, it's never an easy task, right? Never an easy task. And when you look at that record, <laughs> his record is insane. It, you know, 59, 14, and 1. I mean, come the fuck on. And he, he, he's getting those chokes on everyone. It's very impressive. But Dorcas does fight. You know, he does punch hard. And Olenek has that, you know, plodding kind of style. I think his stand-up has got a lot better. But with those fast hands of Dorcas, it's problematic. Now, I, I think the problem could be... Right now, if I was if I was Olenek, I'd go down, you know. I'd I'd take that first shot and I'd go down, right. Make out that it it possibly you know if it doesn't knock me out, it it, it hurt me more than it did, right. Have um Dorcas potentially follow me down, and then yeah, then I'm gonna try and implement my game. So yeah, I mean oh. <laughs> this is an interesting fight, but I think I'm going to say Dorcas, right? I think I'm going to say Dorcas is able to uh, get it done. You know, use those quick hands, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say that. But, yeah, I, I'm never surprised when bloody uh, Olenek chokes someone. <laughs> that That never shocks me, but we will see. We will see. So from the heavyweights we drop down to the featherweight division and we got Derek Mina against Charles Rosa. Right, so let's take a look. Now, the Boston Strong is 13 and 4, coming off a win in his last fight, which was against Kevin Agliar. Split decision, and that was June last year. You know, he, uh, yeah, he, he had that loss to Bryce Mitchell before that, um, which was UFC 249. But I, I think, you know, what was very impressive was he took that loss, took that loss in um, May. Then, you know, he took a, a fight basically a month later in June. And he and he was able to you know get that win, right? And yeah, that was because that was a ugh. Bryce Mitchell just owned, him. just owned him. So yeah, it, I think it takes a lot to come back that quickly, you know, because you just want to get that taste out your mouth. But uh, you know, Rosa, he he's good on the ground. He does have his own submissions. Right, does have his own submissions. Um, he he's been in there with some tough people. He definitely been in there with some tough, tough, tough people. Made his UFC debut in October twenty fourteen against Dennis Siva. Right, wasn't able to um, get the win that night, but he then uh, fought um, Sean Soranio in January the next year, and he uh, grabbed the Dars. 
And then 40 Yaya Rodriguez, for you know what I mean? which is uh, tough, but he did get a split decision against him. So, yeah, you know, there's been some ups, there's been some downs, but Rosa is definitely tough, right? So, um, Mina, he's 25 and 11. He's coming off a win in his last fight as well, which was against TJ Lamier. And, boy, yeah, that was a quick one. You know, got a guillotine, like, un- in under a minute in that first round. So this one took place September last year, right? Uh, yeah, you know, he, he lost his debut against Grant Dawson. But, uh, you know, he, he then made up for it in the next one. And... Um, you know, he tried out for the Contender Series. He lost to Herbert Burns. Lost to Herbert Burns. But, you know, Herbert Burns is a beast. So there's nothing to, uh, you know, be uh, uh, too disgruntled about. Right? But, uh, you know, he's got um, submissions. He's got TKOs. Like, Derek Mina is very tough. Very, very tough. Right? Um, oh, gosh, I mean, it's, it's a pretty decent, you know, well thought of fight, I think I'm going to say Mina, you know, I, I think he's experienced, you know, he's been in there with a lot, a lot of tough dudes, so yeah, I, I, I think that experience is going to help him get through that one. But, uh, yeah, definitely going to be... So, you know, it's going to be action-packed. Right? So, we then jump to the co-main event of the evening. we got Catelyn Vieira against Ayana Kutsasvaya. And this is a bantamweight clash. Right? So, you know, Foxy, she's 13-5. and five, Won no contest. And coming off a win in her last fight. Now, she is the fiance of um, Tiago Santos, right? She trains with him. Uh, so, yeah, definitely gets a lot of good looks in the gym. She beat uh, Julia Stolarenko in her last outing, which was um, August last year. And like in between that, she did lose to Aspen Ladd. But she also beat Maran, Marion Renu, uh, Lena Landsberg. Like she went up against bloody Chris Cyborg. You know, and in the very start, you know, Imanani role got in on a heel hook. Like it was, yeah, you know, she went for it. Give her that. Um, you know, she was the Invicta champion, right? Uh, yeah, and she, yeah, she fought a lot of tough people in Invicta, you know, so uh, there is that, now she is going up against, oof, Vieira, right, who is 11-1, coming off a win in her last fight, which was against Sigare Eubanks, and that also was September last year few weeks after um, Unix Kaya's last fight. They were both actually scheduled to fight last year. But, um, yeah, injuries 
and COVID kind of faulted that one. Um, yeah, in between, you know, she's had some very good fights. Looked very impressive. She did come up, um, you know, with a bang against Irani Aldana, who uh, was able to finish her. But other than that, you know, Vieira has looked, poof, you know, pretty impressive. Right, made a UFC debut in October 2016, and right, you know, did that Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and everything else. I think that she's gonna be able to uh, get it done over uh, Yuna, right? But uh, I feel it's gonna be an interesting one. You know, when it goes to the ground. It's, um, you know, they're, yeah, they're both skilled, right? Both skilled. So, definitely interesting. But people, leads us into the main event. Curtis Razor Blades against Derek the Beast, the Black Beast, Lewis. Which, oof, I mean, this is a fun fight. It's a fun fight that they have been calling for for a long time. Think that you know it's been tried to get booked a few times, just injuries and the whatnot, right? So uh, Lewis is twenty four seven and one no contest. He's currently on a three fight win streak, which uh, impressive. And actually, Alexi Elnek was uh, one of his last victims, right? They fought in August last year. Uh, he also beat Leah Latifi. And uh, Blaggy Ivanov. Right, had a couple of losses. Daniel Cormier, Junior Dalsanias. But, you know, beat Marcin Tabora, Francis Ngannou, Alexander Volkov. Ugh, that Volkov win. I mean, that was crazy. That was crazy. Right, in the last few, you know, minutes of that third round. Whew. Got a TKO. Now, old Curtis, he's 14-2 and won no contest. He's on a four-fight win streak. You know, and also he beat Alexander Volkov. Although, uh, yeah, not quite as crazy as um, Lewis's win. But, I mean, Volkov did expose a few things, but... You know, Blades is coming out of a good camp, so I am sure he was able to address them. You know, he got a win over Junior Dos Santos, Shamol um, Ab- Abdurakimov, and Justin Willis in, uh, yeah, those last four. Um, yeah, lost to Angano a couple of times, but he still wants that fight back. Still wants that fight back. Which you know, is impressive, like they yeah they both also fought Olenek. They both fought Mark Hunt. You know they yeah they've got a good few fighters in common. Ah oh, man, I mean, you think the road to victory is Blade taking Lewis down, which we know Blade can, uh, being with his great wrestling, but. Hearing, but right, can Blades knock him out? Right, because 
We saw Volkov have very good success against Blades on the feet. And he just kept on coming back. Kept on coming back. Right? So, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of can Lewis connect with that big shot? Or will Blades um, be able to, uh, yeah, ground and pound him out? Um, oh, gosh. I don't know. I mean, I'm probably going to say Blades, right? That wrestling is huge. It is huge. So unless, right, unless Lewis has um, really upped his wrestling game, he's most likely going to get taken down, right? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think, you know, Blades' top game, dropping those elbows, he could potentially get a TKO. But, yeah, it's definitely an interesting one, people. Definitely an interesting one. Okay, people. So, as we draw to a close on another episode, let's take a look and see what's happening in the uh, in the world of fight news. All right, so... Um, we lost the Pedro Munez, Jamie Rivera, uh, Jimmy Rivera even, fight from last weekend. But it has been rebooked and it will be happening on the 27th of February. So, just two weeks away. Yeah, two weeks away. Kind of just over a week away, actually. A week and a half? Something like that, right? But yeah, that will be going down on the 27th. So that is, uh, yeah, that's a good fight to add to that card. Um, unfortunately, Randy Costa is out of his fight against Trevin Jones, which was meant to be happening on the 6th of March. Costa, um, I think he's picked up a slight injury. Um, now, on the 13th, of uh, March, Ricardo Ramos will be fighting Zabara Tukadov. And also on that card, Tagir Ulanbekov will be fighting Mathias Nikolou. Alright, a couple of interesting clashes there. Uh, now we go to the 27th of March, which is UFC 260. Jamie McCarkey will be fighting Karma Worthy. Right? Um, and then also on that card, we've got a Blagov Ivanov against a Marcin Tabora. Now that is an interesting one. Two big, you know. Big Baltic State fighters, right? Both, um, I think both have been on a decent run of form of late. So, uh, yeah, you kind of feel like the winner will be, um, you know, moving closer to that potential title fight. Now, this is a fun one. On the um, 10th of April, Mike Perry. He's going to be fighting Daniel Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, that, that's definitely a fun fight. And um, Sam Hughes, she was meant to be fighting Emily Whitmore on the 27th of February. But Whitmore had to pull out with a foot injury. So um, Hughes, she still gets to fight. 
although it won't be on the 27th of February, right? She will now be fighting Luma Lokabume on the 1st of May. But, oh, that is a tough fight. Look, Bume has looked, uh, yeah, really good in her, um, you know, few UFC fights. And also on the 1st of May, oh, oh, we have a light heavyweight clash as Ion Kutalabra is going up against Devon Clark. Oh. Feel that is, uh, you know, that's a big one. It's an important clash, both coming off losses. So, yeah, they could definitely use this win. But, people, that is us. We will be back on Friday to, uh, yeah, run over all the stories that have been floating around in this MMA sphere. All right, people, until then, peace.